let me hear it. Money. Money talks. Your trusted resource for your money. Your, 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 your future. Your life. Kick it. Welcome back to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Nick Antonucci, joined today by Jerry McKenzie, Peter Lynch, and Kelly Lynn Scalise. And Kelly Lynn, yes. one of my favorite parts of the show, the case study. Yes. Talk to us. Uh, yeah, and we tried, we tried, Troy always gets on me for calling it a case study. But I mean, he's not here today. Exactly. We're studying a real Roy case. Who? Cats Roy away. <laughs> That's right. Cats away. So um, I have a, I have a couple of investors this week, uh, Dennis and Lola. Um, Dennis, 57. She's 54. Um, they, Dennis has been doing their financial planning. Um, he believed that saving tax deferred was the way to go. He could put so much money into a 401k, um, kick that tax, tax can down the road, um, maxed out their savings. Right now, they're looking at like uh, 750000 in assets. And he figures with the next 10 years what they can save by the time um, they're 64 and they're ready to retire. Well, he'll be 67. Lolo will be 64. They can retire. 1.47 million. 47. Why did I have issue with that? <laughs> um, it's a big they, number. Yeah. It is. One, yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost, you know, one and a half, you know. So, but then they go to an advisor and they find out the advisor runs some numbers. He's going to run out of money at like age 83. Because And he was planning on age 94. Exactly. Because he's going to have to pull out 22 to 24% more than he thought. Why is that? Taxes. Taxes. Very common yeah. misconception here. How right? often do you see that, Jared? Uh, pretty frequently. I mean, I, you know, just I, as far as people's mindset about it goes, not, not necessarily people with these exact circumstances, obviously, but I can tell you, especially because the baby boomers really as a generation, they stayed with one employer for most of their career, in some cases, their entire career. And they were always told to funnel most of their savings, if not all of it, into a 401k, which is great from a, an investment standpoint. I mean, you get mm -hmm. decades worth yeah. of tax deferred growth that lowers your taxable income. And it has time. some of the highest contribution limits. <clears throat> absolutely. Yes. Any, and so I, I absolutely see why they use that. Yeah. But it's not until you get down the road into retirement that you start to find out, okay, for spending purposes this is not in this case 1.47 million mm -mm. this is much less than that uh and, and we have seen that frequently unfortunately in some cases after people had retired and now comes the question of oh gosh should i have retired because for investment purposes that's every bit of 1.47 million but when you're going into retirement and into this distribution phase of your life that's not really the, the primary consideration anymore, as it has been for many decades, which is why I think people have this misconception. And when they have the realization that, OK, for spending purposes, that is not what I thought it was, then the, you can see a little bit of panic set in. They're like, gosh, you're right. If I have to take out a dollar thirty, let's say every time I need a dollar from that account, mm -hmm. well, a mm -hmm. million dollars might really only be six or $700,000 for purposes of funding your retirement. Sure. Right. You know? I, I think something too, and you guys can both speak to this, it's just something that comes to mind is, on top of that, I think a lot of individuals think, well, I'll save I'll, to tax deferred accounts because my tax rate is gonna be lower 
in retirement. And, and sure, that's mm-hmm. the case sometimes, but you speaking to baby boomers and those who have been with the same company for their entire careers, a lot of those individuals have pensions. A lot of those, indiv- those indiv- everyone's gonna have social security, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. those are two big sources of income that I think is easy to think past in terms of what is that going to do to my tax rate? Mm-hmm. And then you start drawing from, from these tax deferred accounts and that's ordinary income at that point, right? Absolutely. So yep. you might in your mind be like, oh, I'm not gonna be making any th- that much money. My tax rate's gonna be low. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is, which is a good thing that you have pension and social mm-hmm. security, but. Mm-hmm. That's increasing your your AGI and therefore your exactly. potentially your tax. Oh, because I mean, you make enough; it's going to tax your Social Security. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, up to eighty percent or something like eighty-five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a big deal. I mean, just in general, in terms of tax diversification within your your money, you because really, as far as four hundred one ks go. You're playing a game of betting what the tax code may look like down the oh, road. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're only looking at 22 to 24. Yeah. Well, which, look, I'm not trying to speculate as to what rates may be, you know, 20 years from now either. But what I am saying is that when we're 33 or you know, probably 35 at this point trillion dollars mm-hmm. in debt, I promise you. <laughs> Tax, tax rates, rates are not going down. <laughs> At right. best case, they stay the same, but yeah. in all likelihood, they may rise. So you might be doing right at this point in time by funneling more of your taxable and income, mm-hmm. yeah, deferring it into a 401 to reduce your taxable income. But that that may not necessarily mean you're going to save tax dollars if rates change between now and retirement. So we usually recommend a, a balance. You know, 60, 70% of your income probably should be uh, deferred into a 401 or some other type of tax deferred account if you can you can do that. But yeah, and that's uh you know then we can talk about what is a solution to that. What yep. can I do? Well, you can invest even a 401k, a Roth 401k, mm-hmm. regular brokerage account. Yep. Um, so those are those are ways to get around separately a Roth paying, IRA. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yep. you're, and you're in doing in doing that, you're diversifying the tax status of Took your money. Took the words out of my mouth. We <laughs> no, talk about diversification from a portfolio standpoint but most people don't consider diversification in terms of retirement planning yes. and having your assets in different types of of taxable and tax deferred mm-hmm. accounts yeah diversification should not just apply to your investments you, you really need to take this into account uh with the tax you know or excuse me with your various financial accounts so that you have some balance and flexibility in retirement I, i've found mm-hmm. which I, I always also find interesting that i've never read this in a textbook in college or any of that stuff. It wasn't until I started working with clients that are finding themselves in these situations that I started to realize I'm going to need that flexibility in retirement because unexpected things are going to come Mm -hmm. up. You have a property sell and you need more money from your portfolio. Well, if you take it from your your IRA, your traditional IRA, that's going to cause more taxable income. Now maybe I'm in an even higher tax bracket because, and if that's all I have, well, then I've got no choice or no flexibility in, in retirement to affect my tax bracket and that sort of thing. And if you've got those different types of money, like Peter said, uh, you at least have some option to, to manipulate the situation a bit so that you can still minimize so your taxes. I, I'm sure the answer to this question is it depends, but I do want to just kind of think through a big picture. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned yeah. you, you guys recommend first saving to a 401k, a tax-deferred mm-hmm. plan, something like that. Yep. Is there an order that you guys think through on the saving side and then flip it? Is there an order that you guys think through on the withdrawal side? I'm sure it's situationally dependent, but is there any sort of uh, you know guidance you guys typically give on that sort of 
um, you know. Yeah. And to your point. Hierarchy. Yeah. Saving to that 401k is always going to be a benefit. You get that tax break now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, a company match. Right. So it's free money. Yep. Make sure you're definitely want to get that. contributing always, at always, least up to exactly, that company yeah. match. If it's 5%, do a minimum 5%. Recommend that you do more if you can. Um, but then making the, the Roth contribution. Mm-hmm. And again, if your income prevents you from doing that, utilize the 401k Roth or backdoor Roth. We can get into that more as well. Um, and then just a regular brokerage account. If you have savings, that's yeah, sometimes okay. something that people don't have extra money to be saving to these other uh, that, accounts. And that but, really is your three types of money, right? Yeah. Tax deferred, tax free with the Roths, and then taxable or after tax with the brokerage. With the if you've got those three buckets, you are pretty well covered. Uh, but to answer your question, Nick, about the distribution order, yeah, we actually do. Uh, and this is not 100% of the time true, but... And I'm I sure say, like age plays into a lot of oh, different yeah, factors. But, but I will say nine times out of 10, our recommendation is to deplete after-tax money first. So like Peter was brokerage. saying, the brokerage account. Yeah. Bank mm-hmm. accounts. Use that first because you've already paid tax on it, and typically any taxes associated with that account are going to come from capital gains upon the sale of securities there, which is the lowest tax rate you probably would pay. Mm-hmm. Then you then you move on to tax-deferred and then tax-free or tax-exempt with your Roths because that allows if, – if you start with your after-tax accounts first, that allows – those tax-deferred accounts like 401s and your tax-free accounts like Roths to continue growing in that manner for a lot longer, which the whole reason you put money in there to begin with is to achieve that tax-deferred or tax-free status. So you really want to extend the life of being able to do that as long as you can. And that's why, as far as distribution order goes, we do it that way. But I personally, I try to get, because of the limits on 401s, like Kelly Lynn said, mm-hmm. approximately 60 to 70% of my income goes into 401k. Then I try to get another, you know, ten to twenty percent in a Roth, and then whatever is left over, I put in my brokerage and kind of increase my emergency fund or have some mm-hmm. additional room for spending, uh, or just buy investments. Mm-hmm. So, really good, really good advice, really good conversation because I do think it's something that is not, you know, for anyone who isn't in the industry or doesn't have a financial planner, it is something that often gets overlooked or, or never really comes comes to mind. So Definitely. appreciate you guys kind of talking us through that. Um, I think it's time to take a break. You're listening to Money Talks. Kelly, when we come back, what do we got? Uh, we've got uh, we've got our listener questions, and hopefully we get some time for some of the uh, economic news. Yeah, sounds I'm great. Gonna, I'm dying to know how inflation is. So <laughs> you're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. This has been a production of Hensler Money Talks. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. 
This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.